Alright, welcome into the Hoist the Colors podcast, a special edition of the Hoist the Colors podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm Stephen Igo, the host of this podcast and publisher of hoistthecolors.net. Just bringing you a quick emergency commitment podcast. And yes, we are talking East Carolina basketball, men's basketball with a big pickup in the form of 2022 point guard Elijah Jamison from Liberty Heights in Charlotte, North Carolina. We'll get more into what this means for the future of the program. Of course, there's been a lot of rumors about you know, Joe Dooley's status, his potential interest in a Kansas opening, the fact that they're picking up a Class of 2022 commitment and a pretty big one in that I think would at least seem to quell those rumors somewhat. Um, of course, we continue to hear stuff every now and then in the industry, but uh, this is a big commitment. And finally, some, some news to report on the basketball front. It's been pretty quiet uh, for the last several weeks and months really since the season ended outside of the transfers out of the program. Of course, we know that there's a number of commitments for the 2021 class, but we have yet to, to see any of those sign in terms of the spring commitments. Of course, we know the uh, the fall commitments have already signed. R.J. Felton, Alexis Reyes, and um, of course, Tay Mosher. But with the three spring commitments, Marlon Leston, Javon Small, and Jaquan Scott, we've yet to get official confirmation on their signings, even though Javon has told me that he signed and would send his stuff into ECU. And then um, Jaquan Scott has actually posted himself signing on Instagram. Haven't heard much from Marlon lately. And then, of course, we've got the Winston Tabs commitment from Boston College, but have yet to get anything official on that. He's been committed really since February, I believe. So still some uncertainty out there, but, man, it's a breath of fresh air to actually be able to report on and cover some positive ECU basketball news. Of course, it was – it was such a positive start to last season. The Pirates started 7-1, and one, their best start in years, and then you know the COVID hit. Uh, they just could not seem to find a rhythm after that with players in and out of the lineup. Then they get the big win over number 5 Houston, which was the top win in program history in terms of opponent ranking, and then that was the only game they won in their final 10 games. So uh, good to get some positive vibes going again for ECU basketball, and we're going to talk about the commitment – of a lot is Elijah Jamison here on this short podcast. Actually, just caught up with Elijah here a few minutes ago over the phone. I'll have a written article for our VIP members up um, shortly on that, kind of breaking down his decision. We've already got a free free article on the commitment of Elijah Jamison as well up on uh, hoistacolors.net and 24-7 Sports. But the biggest thing about Elijah, uh, we'll talk about – his commitment or his offer list, what led him to ECU here in a minute, just based off my conversation with him. But, you know, I've talked to Elijah a couple times now. I talked to him after he got the initial ECU offer, and I talked with him just, uh, you know, during the recruiting process a little bit, and then just now. The first thing that jumps off the page about Elijah is just his makeup. Extremely smart individual. And that goes with what I've heard in terms of his basketball IQ. And as a point guard, you always want your point guard to have a high-level basketball IQ. And everything I've heard about Elijah Jameson is he has a pretty elite basketball IQ, pretty elite feel for the game. So maybe what he doesn't have in certain areas, he makes up for that with his IQ. But you're also talking about a guy who's very athletic with room to grow, strong for his size with room to grow, um, 
but just kind of has a, an ideal overall makeup for a point guard. Uh, here is what was said by Phenom, Phenom Hoops, which, of course, uh, are run by Rick Lewis. We know, of course, his son, Tyler Lewis, used to be an assistant uh, on the ECU basketball staff. He's now working uh, for his father as part of Phenom Hoops and their uh, Rick's son and Tyler's brother. Colby Lewis had this write-up on Elijah Jameson from earlier this offseason. Uh, quote, Elijah Jameson had a superb season for Liberty Heights in which he averaged 15 points, 4 rebounds, and 6 assists while shooting 51% from the field and 36% from beyond the arc. He is a, a strong, explosive paint-touch point guard. He excels getting into the lane. He utilizes his strength well and finishes through contact. He also is able to make really good reads at the end of drives, whether kicking the ball out to shooters or dropping it off to a teammate for the dunk. Throughout the season, Jameson continued to showcase his ability to knock down the perimeter shot. When he is making shots from the perimeter, it makes it that much easier for him to beat defenders off the bounce and make plays in the paint. On the defensive end, he sets the tone for his team. He has strength and quickness to really bother the opposing team's ball handlers. Uh, Jameson holds offers from Wichita State, ECU, Middle Tennessee, UNCW, Elon, and Ole Miss. End quote. So that was a report on Jameson from earlier this offseason, of course, with the commitment to ECU. The Pirates uh, beat out a pretty good list of offers, and this is a guy who's committing fairly early in the process. He still might pick up more offers. He still might get recruited more. Um, this is pretty advantageous for ECU, though, that he's committing on his 18th birthday, which I think was important to him. Uh, but he's committing prior to the recruiting period reopening this summer. So teams are going to see Elijah going forward, and he still may get offers as he's not a signed prospect, but I think this is a big deal that he's going ahead and committing and, and getting this decision out of the way so he can focus on the summer and, of course, his his final season with Liberty Heights. There was some discussion uh, for Elijah about reclassifying to the 2021 class. So if you remember when he was with Lewisburg, he actually was a 2021 recruit originally, and that's when he averaged like 29 points a game. Uh, but I think a lot of teams wanted to see him face some better competition. He goes to Liberty Heights. He reclassifies as 2022, kind of showcases that the, the big competition, uh, he can thrive against that as well. His, his recruitment took off. That's when he got offers from ECU, Wichita State, and more. Uh, of course, the Pirates liked him at Lewisburg, but also probably wanted to see him continue to develop. They've been recruiting him really since 2019. But he goes there, he excels, and I think there was some talk about him reclassifying the 2021. In fact, Wichita State at one time offered him a scholarship for the 2021 class. Uh, I don't know if that still stands to this day, but there was even some talk that ECU was giving him the option to potentially come in as soon as this fall. But it looks like now he will, he will sign as the part of the 2022 class again which speaks to uh the level of recruiting joe dooley's getting done for a future class as they're still working on 2021 particularly the transfer portal uh which we can get into here in a little bit as well but uh good to see that just some positive momentum and i think this is a big addition anytime you get an in-state kid who really you know probably realistically not good enough to go to north carolina or duke but could go to a lot of other places in the region and could get more offers down the line. This is where ECU, I think, has to make its money in basketball recruiting. There's no reason you can't get the second-tier kid in North Carolina who has a chip on his shoulder with something to prove 
to come to East Carolina and excel here. You look at Jaden Gardner, he was built in a similar mold, probably even more lightly recruited than Elijah Jameson. But these are the type of guys, if you can get from the Tar Heel State, from your home state, I think can go a long way to sustained success in your program of course you always worry about now with the one-time transfer rule that if they come in and have too much success maybe they want to transfer up or whatnot but you still have to take this kid you've got to uh hope he develops and i think the more players you take like this that have success the more in-state players are going to want to come to your program and that's always been a problem for east carolina getting that consistent talent from your home state so I think this is an important recruit on a number of levels, not only for that, but as a point guard, it answers a position of need. Of course, Tremont Robinson White is uh, projected to come back next year. He will be going into his, uh, I believe, his second junior season technically, but you know it remains to be seen how many uh, years of eligibility he will use. So you know you have him through next year, and we'll see after that as to how long he wants to stay. Tristan Newton. Uh, will be going into his upperclassmen years. So you want to continue to stockpile the point guard and build that point guard of the future. Uh, if Javon Small ends up signing, he obviously uh, has the potential to play point guard as well out of uh, Compass Prep in Arizona. But, you know, I, I think that Elijah fits the mold of what ECU was looking for. He's an early commitment at a position of need. Uh, of course, he's the second class of 2022 recruit. For East Carolina as he joins Chancellor White from Texas who's been committed since uh, last fall and so you've already got two guys in the bag that are pretty talented of course we'll see what happens with Chancellor I, I think he'll stay committed but um, Steve Rockefort your associate head coach more than likely at this point uh, heading to Texas A&M based off what I've heard uh, to join Buzz Williams staff and of course he played a big role in recruiting Chancellor so we'll continue to monitor that situation but either way Elijah Jameson, a big pickup for Joe Dooley's 2022 class. Again, just got done talking with Elijah. He said the biggest thing in his recruitment was just the consistency. And It's cliche to say, you know, I'm going to go where I have the best relationship with the coaches, but he said time and time again, his relationship with not only Coach Dooley, who's been recruiting him for two to three years now, but Antoine Jackson, who was hired prior to last season, Basically, they've talked daily, uh, they talk all the time, and no other coach really put that much effort, that much consistency into his recruitment. So you had a lot of schools that kind of came and went, uh, but it seemed like Jameson was the top, or a top 2022 target, if not the top 2022 target. And I think ultimately that consistency, along with the ability to stay in state, uh, and you know he's, he's visited here with his mother in the past, all that kind of added up to... Uh, what felt like a pretty easy decision for Elijah Jameson to make. Uh, you know, is he going to be an elite shooter? Probably not. I think more of his strength as a point guard is getting downhill, scoring in the lane, distributing. You know, watching his film, it's readily apparent how in control he is with the basketball while moving quickly and while bouncing off contact. You know, you see a lot of point guards who are quick, but then when they get into the physical side of the game, they lose the ball, they get flustered. He seemed to be a guy that could get knocked off his spot and still finish around the rim. Of course, he's going to have to get stronger to deal with guys in the American Athletic Conference, which is a beast of a league at times. But I think he is that downhill point guard that ECU has been searching for. Uh, we've seen Tremont Robinson do it some. You know, Tristan Newton is more of a bigger guard, not extremely quick. But I think Elijah Jameson's kind of a mix of a 
you know, he's got decent size, 6'2", 170, needs to fill out a little bit, but also quick off the bounce, good handle, you know, can shoot the ball. The more he shoots it, like Phenom Hoop said, uh, the easier it'll be to get him to, to drive. So uh, continuing to prove his shooting will be a, a big key for his future success as a basketball player at the Division One level. But I think he's already got the makeup and the skill set to be a very effective point guard for ECU in time. So again, a big pickup pick for ECU on the recruiting trail for the 2022 class. Now, you know, we're still waiting on a lot for the 2021 class. We just touched on uh, earlier in the show the, the kind of pending status, if you will, of some of these commitments for the 2021 class. Of course, you've already got Alexis Reyes, Tay Mosher, and Russell Felton uh, signed. I did see RJ comment on uh, Elijah's post today. So uh, everything I've heard, RJ's locked in. Of course, he's already signed, but I think he's ready to get here at, at ECU and, and really start this thing, get it cranked up. But then you've got the commitments of Marlon Leston, and Jaquan Scott, who forwards a guard and Javon Small, all from the prep level, and then Winston Tapps, the Boston College transfer. Uh, but the roster right now for, for next season is just very much in flux. I mean, we don't really know what direction it's going to go from here. We've seen ECU tied to a number of athletic forwards or uh, forwards that are built in similar fashion to Jaden Gardner, of course, the, the uh, Pirates' leading scorer who transferred to Virginia. So we're kind of waiting to see what direction East Carolina goes in. You know, there's been a, there was a lot of concern naturally after the rumor started uh, about Coach Dooley in Kansas and you know returning home and all that sort of stuff, uh, and, and combine that with some of the the lack of news we've been hearing lately, it's been tough to get a gauge and a handle on what exactly ECU has been you know trying to accomplish. But the, the more sources I talk to uh, that that are in the industry, they know that you know coach Dooley is still and coach Jackson, coach George Wright Easy, etc are still you know putting in the work to try and land players in the transfer portal. We've seen them send out a few offers to guys in the portal on Twitter. Uh, they even offered a, a foreign big kid uh, who ended up committing elsewhere, but you know they're still recruiting. Obviously they get the commitment of Jameson, but they're still recruiting for 2021 because there are still multiple openings for the 2021 roster. We just, we're still kind of waiting to see. It feels like they're not reaching at this point. Uh, Of course, you've got guys committing left and right on a daily basis, but it seems like they're really waiting for kind of the perfect two or three fits. They don't want to just reach to take a guy from the portal just to take a guy from the portal. So maybe they have their sights set on somebody who they think could fall to them at some point. Uh, But we are getting to the to the point in the calendar now we're in mid-May you know summer session starts soon first summer session so you know the team is going to be back they're going to be working out and then once you get to second summer session that's really kind of when you you really want your team set even before then but by then you ideally would like to have everybody in that's going to be coming in so if they're going to add guys for the 2022 or the 2021 cycle from the portal you would think that that would happen sooner rather than later if you're uh, head coach Joe Dooley and his staff. So we'll continue to monitor that. Uh, again, we, we're, we're following some of that news in the ECU basketball recruiting thread on Hoist the Colors. If you're a VIP member, we've got a lot of discussion, some good, some bad, going back and forth on that, so check that out. Uh, as always, if you're not a VIP member yet, you can sign up now. Uh, again, I'll have this article up with Elijah Jameson here, here shortly for our members. 
as we uh, continue to bring you the latest on ECU recruiting, ECU athletics in general. But you can sign up now and get your first first month of VIP coverage for a single dollar and uh, obviously sign up for a reduced price at an annual subscription as well. All right, that'll do it for this quick emergency podcast. Again, just wanted to break down what the commitment of Elijah Jameson means for the Pirates going forward on the hardwood. You know, your 2022 class right now looking pretty damn good if you can hold on to Elijah Jameson and Chancellor White, uh, a talented point guard and a talented shooting guard slash wing that can do a lot of things. So uh, really excited about what those two guys could bring to the Pirate program in the future. All right, that'll do it for the podcast. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Steven Igo. We'll be back with you uh, either with some more surprising breaking news or after the Cincinnati ECU baseball series as the Pirates try to hang on for first place in the American Athletic Conference on the diamond. We'll talk to you then. sports mixed with your pop culture along with humor and celebrity interviews your earbuds are enjoying the rich eisen show dan orlovsky are you still a Jaden daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy i think the three things that make it stand out for me are number one i think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft every quarterback in the nfl is accurate he's got the best on tape number two most transferable stuff to the nfl and then i think the third thing is pocket peace search for the rich eisen show on youtube or wherever you listen